Welcome back to the show. We've got lots of text coming through on the Temperate Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736 on the Van Royen suspension. Some completely agree with me. Some completely disagree with me. That's great. Keep them coming, people. We love that. We love the interaction. A couple of first-time texters as well. We really appreciate your input. But uh, we'll discuss that more in the second hour of the show. But first, we're going to talk to Western Force CEO Tony Lewis, gearing up for a big game for the club on Friday night against Fiji and Drua at HBF Park. Tony, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. A pleasure to be on board. Tony, uh, it is a big game. Um, it's going to be a busy uh, night in East Perth, I suspect, with obviously West Coast playing Gold Coast uh, a bit later on and you guys with the 5.35pm start. Yeah, no, it'll be a busy night and it's hard for the venues too because they all employ the same staff. So it's a bit of a shame, but I'm sure the rugby faithful will get out there to our, to our game at HBF Park because if we can knock the Fiji drawer over... That puts us in a royal chance to make the top eight and be in the finals. So the big news and the good news for the club is the signing of Nick White, the Wallaby scrum half. Tell us about that. Well, look, it's um, probably something if uh, you've been following our team this year. I think we're undefeated at home um, and, and we've struggled on the road. And, and when we struggle on the road, it's you know we're away for 21 days in the pop, the Eastern States. They pop over to New Zealand or down to Melbourne. They play the game and then back in their bed. We're away for 21 days and just recently 14 days. So when we've got a young squad of the average age of 22 and a number of our Wallabies have been injured, we're just lacking a little bit of leadership, a little bit of experience. And I think one of the things the coaches have earmarked in the recruitment strategy um, for 224 was can we find the right character with the experience that's going to um, really assist the team and assist the coaches to take this young, promising group forward. So that was the rationale behind it. Um, and then on the face of that, my number one priority is that if you look at the AFL, there's a number of characters who are marquee players who you can grow the game around. Cricket has them. Um, every other sport tends to have them over here. Rugby, we've really struggled for that marquee player. And we think Nick fits that bill for us to help us grow the game. With the, the juniors, I think this year the juniors are up by 10% in rugby union. So we just need a marquee player. So it's a combination of uh, a great player, what he can bring to the squad and leadership, and then also assisting us to grow that game. I guess that was uh, going to be my follow-up question. Um, clearly he's a great player, he's a wallaby, but also the sort of traits personality-wise and leadership-wise that he brings to the group. Um, you, you believe that'll be a steady influence for you? I just think uh, when you've got an average age of 22 in the squad, most weeks when you go into the pitch, um, you'll know as an AFL writer, some note that you need that experienced person in, in different parts of the team. And uh, we call it spine, the spine in, in the rugby union. We've probably got that a hooker. Um, we're a bit light on in the loose forwards and we're and in the, in the, in the, the back three. Um, but what we lack is that leadership quality in the halves. Um, and Nick will bring that, and he'll bring in an abundance, not only with the 54 tests, 
He's played 277 first-class games. So, and for those listeners who are the AFL um, uh, listeners, 300 games in AFL, you're in that legendary status, and that's the same for, for a rugby player. It's interesting the way the fixtures are structured and the way that forces you to travel, Tony. Um, and you mentioned you had a 21-day tour early in the season. You had the 14-day tour uh, just recently, and that culminated with the 48-13 loss to the Crusaders. Is there a different way to do it, or given that New Zealand is a part of this competition and so the distances you travel are further, this is the only way to do it, to go away for multiple weeks at a time? I think we have to change. I think this year um, we were given a, a, a proverbial sandwich by um, Venues West where, and Perth Glory suffered the same um, problems when the ground's been closed down virtually for most of our season, so... Um, for refurbishments for um, the FIFA World Cup, which we totally support the refurbishments, but to not be able to play at home for close to eight weeks is a is a is very hard. And you can imagine a, an AFL team or, or the Scorchers, well, the Scorchers did a couple of years ago, they didn't play at home at all and still won. But you know the AFL teams, they show the the keenness to get back here in bed, um, and that that travel and being away from home for a long time really affects us. We've put in a request for the draws this year that the longest we'll be out of the state next year will be eight playing days. Sorry, eight, playing, eight days. Um, and that we're not going to go to New Zealand for three weeks since. So that'll mean we'll... we'll so we've put that in the draw process. Hopefully that will come through. And we're trying to back it up if we are away for a lengthy period of time, which is eight days, that we have a, that our buys coincide with that as well. So, yeah, it's just one of the interesting things that we have here in WA that we have to travel long distances to play matches um, but it should it also can be character building as well um, and help the team grow but with the right leaders we think we can we can help that process as well. Tell us about Simon Cron as a coach and how happy are you with his performance so far? Well, I'm absolutely ecstatic um, the, the, the club's been crying out for a, a, a head coach Tim Sampson's an outstanding coach um, but we needed a, a person who wanted to be a head coach and who, who who's ambitious to be a head coach. So Simon's very ambitious. He wants to coach the Wallabies. He hasn't come here to collect a paycheck and, and move on or a retirement fund. So he's he's a, sort of the Mick Malthouse um, type uh, coach. He's intense. Um, he gets good people around him. He drives his staff very, very hard. And he has a, um, a sort of toe in everything around the club. So he's, you know, acutely interested in how sponsorships going, how the social media posts are going, what our take-up others and stories. So he, he's someone who's embraced the club, um, um, and the players love him. Um, but from my perspective, he's made my job as a chief executive uh, so much easier because. Uh, everyone within the organisation is 100% behind him and he's done a fine job to this, to this state, stage of the season. Now let's talk about the game against Fiji and Drua. Now you're 11th of 12th on the ladder, but you have teams within reach of you if you can string a few wins together. You mentioned you've been strong at home but struggled a bit uh, on the road away. Fiji and Drua is one of the teams you can get to and overtake with a victory, aren't they? Yeah, they are. When I say we struggled, I wouldn't say we struggled. We went to New Zealand and and played uh, three games over there and scored 18 tries. Any any Australian team going to New Zealand and scoring 18 tries would expect to come back with a couple of victories. So from my perspective, we're a bit hard done by some some interesting um, 
um, decisions made and we conceded too many penalties. So I think we played well and in patches we played very, very well. We just have a habit of conceding um, stupid points. So this game is crucial. Uh, if we can, uh, and we will, we'll, we'll, when we beat the drawer on Friday night, um, that'll put that'll boomerang us into the top um, eight, which will be great. Then it's then it's our job to hang in, hang on to that place with the, the games against the Brumbies, the Chiefs, and 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 the Rebels. So if we're really being frank, everything's in our court. We've got three home games leading into the end of, end of the season, and we're playing the Rebels. Uh, the second last game um, uh, away, um, which is uh, a team that we we have, uh, we have to beat to to, to make the, the top eight. So I think we're in a great position to do that. The balls and the players and coaches court, and I think if the fans can get themselves to HBF Park for those three home games, I'll see something special. Fascinated by what happens in the rugby codes compared to what happens in the AFL, where a player, uh, his move will be mooted and confirmed, continues to play at the old club. So you will basically, um, after you've played uh, the Fijians, you'll run into Nick White, won't you? He he plays for the Brumbies at the moment. So Yeah, he plays for the Brumbies. Yeah. And, and so you'll be playing against him and then with him next year. Yeah, so, so I think it's the only sport um, in the world, rugby and rugby league, where... If you uh, do change club um, uh, or sign for another club, you actually can continue playing for your own club. Um, sometimes um, the clubs will say, I oh, know, we'll trade you now, and off you go. Um, that gets salary cap relief. But as a rule, um, you sort of do the trading during the during the season that you're playing, and they come, come the following year. So it'll be uh, uh, hard to watch Nick play, and we hope he doesn't play too well against us. And, uh, but at the same time, it's very exciting for the for us and the spectators to know that we've got a champion player coming, and uh, he uh, he'll be showing his wares against us on uh, in, in the, the following Saturday. Yeah, I reckon you'd be hoping he plays very well, but you still beat him. I reckon that's that's what you'd be looking for, and then your uh, your fans will get really excited about him uh, playing for you. You mentioned a ten percent uptake in kids playing rugby. Um, at, at junior level, what is the potential for the sport here in WA? How much upside do you have at uh, grassroots level, and then flowing through to Western Force level? I think, I think if we're really honest, we've got to sort of say that we're not going to compete with AFL and junior soccer wherever you go in the world. I mean, I recently spent seven years working in New Zealand, and uh, everyone thinks rugby is the number one junior sport, but it's soccer by a country mile. Um, but the numbers drop off incredibly when they're 13. So I think what we've got to do is sort of pick our areas, pick what we're try- trying to do, and then really put our resources in, in, into that. And then once we get that, those numbers growing in a, in a good, significant rate, sort of hone in there to support the clubs and, and as they go through the senior level. We all know, no matter what sport it is, the drop-off from 13 to 18 is massive. Um, and it basically arises around when they get when they go to school. So most primary schools, the, the sport that you are playing is either determined by your mother and father or where all your friends are, friends are playing. So we've got really good junior clubs in, in, in WA and the Rugby WA do a fine job in that space. We've just got to make sure that we can keep those groups um, playing when they go to secondary schools. Andrew and Nicola Forrest have invested a lot of money in a, a competition for state and independent schools other than the PSA, um, who we'd love to play in the comp, but it's called the Western Force Cup on Wednesday afternoons, and that's grown from about six teams um, when it first started three years ago to 18 teams this year. 
Um, so we see uh, that if we can build on the great work that's happening in the in that primary school area, which is mainly clubs, and then really hone in on, on that secondary school is the key. And then, like everything in life, um, you being an AFL tragic, you would know that if you're winning, um, the people flock to you. And at the moment, that's what we've got to change. We've got to, we've got to, be, we've got to be consistently winning where we're an attractive sport that people want to come and watch. But more importantly, people people want to play, especially the kids. Yeah, and you also want a series of years where you're really strongly competitive, don't you? And and that means you you get people looking at you one year and then considering you the next year and then joining you the year after that. And if you get that, then you really start to hum as an organisation. What what sort of crowd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. So, so just just on that, you're 100 correct. So. Um, Andrew and Nicola's you know, focus is everything um, WA. So we've invested heavily and spent you know, close to $1.5 million on a uh, Western Force male and female academy. And we're, we're trying to capture all the talent that this state has got to offer and look at growing our own. So not only do we want consistent, consistent over time and winning, we also want to pe- make sure that people can recognise the players as they come through. Um, and so You've nailed it. We've got to win um, upon year upon year, and and from that we'll grow the game. What sort of crowd do you hope for on Friday night, Tony? Oh, look, it's a hard one. Um, so the the two teams that we struggle to attract game people to uh, are the Drua and Moana Pacifica because there's just not that population base here. The New Zealand teams, you know, we we really well received. So we're hoping for about ten thousand people. Um, the break-even point for, for the businesses, a crowd of 10,000. At the moment, we're probably heading towards seven and a half, eight. but I looked at the, the weather before and it's 21 degrees at 5.30, so maybe it's a good opportunity. And also, the fact that the brand of rugby um, that the Fiji Drua play is something special to watch. It's sort of those people who are old enough to remember the Harlem Globe Trotters. That's that sort of way they play. The ball's always in the air. They, they move it from every part of the field and they don't look to kick and they play a sort of a, a game of basketball and, and it's just a, a joy to watch and, and, and a pleasure to see people having a smile on their faces as they play the game. Be a good stadium now that's been refurbished as well. It'll be a good place to go and watch, I'd imagine. Yeah, look, it's interesting. Most of the refurbishment is, you can't see um, because it's been done um, underneath or the change rooms now are quite incredible. But as a, as a place to watch live sport, it's probably the only stadium where you feel that every seat you're close to the action. So it, gets, it can get very loud. Um, um, I have friends of mine who are you know, big AFL fans and I've taken them to the game a couple of times and they're shocked how close they are to the action and how you can feel the hits. So it's a great, game, great rectangular field to watch uh, live professional sport. Get along there on Friday night to watch the Western Force. Tony, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you all the best, not just for this year and the closeout to this season, but also in the coming seasons. Hopefully uh, the Force can grow into a really viable and strong sporting organisation in the town because we need, I think, every code strongly represented in Perth. There are too many people for us not to have every code strongly represented in Perth. So all the best with it. No, thank you very much, and thanks for having us on. And we like the fact that um, your, your radio station has been a good supporter of rugby this year. So thank you. 
Tony Lewis, the CEO of Western Force, of course. They've got the big game against Fijian Drua coming up at HBF Park on Friday evening. Get along there early. Get along on public transport because with the AFL match at Optus Stadium involving West Coast and Gold Coast, it's going to be a very busy time on the eastern end of the Perth City on Friday night. We'll take a break and we'll be back with more of the show after the break.